therefore promised to us was revealed in his son who was crucified, buried, and rose again. We give you praise. Your promise to us is revealed by your spirit. And so we pray for the grace, the reminder, uh, to remember that you are faithful and faithful and faithful. And nothing compares to the promise that you've given to us in you. We pray help us hear and be and do uh, what you have for us so that you're honored by our lives and so that others will come to know you too. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I don't know if you uh, saw the background to the song that we just sang. A storm with several lightning flashes striking the ground all at once. A perfect storm is defined as a storm that would not otherwise happen if it were not for the fact that a number of climatic, not climactic, climatic conditions all converged at the same time to become something that each and every individual condition would not cause to happen. A little over a year ago we all watched with horror as Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans and the Gulf Coast and yet we are told that in spite of the fury of that storm and the power of that storm it was not a perfect storm. Tonight I'd like for us to begin uh, this time of thought by listening to some testimonials from some men that may have in fact gone through a perfect storm. I do understand that uh, Wikipedia is not a primary source that we can use uh, in term papers and so forth. But for tonight's purposes, I think it will suffice. Uh, I may be graded on this message, but so what? <clears throat> Wikipedia says the perfect storm refers to the simultaneous occurrence of events which taken individually would be far less powerful than the result of their chance contribution. Such occurrences are by their very nature rare. And so even a slight change in any one event contributing to the perfect storm would be sufficient to lessen the overall power of the final event. The term Wikipedia says, is also applied to describe hypothetical situations which happen, hypothetical storms which happen 
to hit at a region's most vulnerable area, resulting in the worst possible damage that a storm could have produced. I want us tonight to think not necessarily of storms in the atmosphere. Because I, I submit to you tonight that even this close to the beginning of a school year, there are some of you, there are some of us who may be already in the midst of such a storm or on the verge of that storm. A storm in which the simultaneous occurrence of a number of events which if individually occurring in your life would really make no difference at all. But when combined all together and closing in on you at the same time. Now let me pose for example a hypothetical situation. Let's examine the life of a student who has moved to Colorado Springs to study at Nazarene Bible College. She has found a nice home to live in. She has gotten a good job. She loves the church where she and her family attend. She's made it through three years of college and now is enrolled in her final year and all of the classes are going to work together and she's going to walk across the platform to graduate this coming May. As R&R &R week, you know what R&R &R is, right? Research and reading? Oh, it's not that? No, as R&R &R week approaches, uh, this student and her family decide that they're going to take a quick trip back home to visit her aging parents. It's been a long time since the grandchildren have seen Grandma and Grandpa. And so they begin to make their way back home wherever back home might be. Well actually the first occurrence happens just before. For on Friday before she is getting ready to leave she is handed a slip at work that says they are downsizing and she will no longer be needed when she comes back. They're halfway home when suddenly the car breaks down and will not move. Somehow they manage to get back home and they're discovered that while they have been gone parents health has disintegrated and they are informed that dad is dying and does not have long to live. And then to top the entire experience off, when she unpacks her books to work on that term paper that's due right after she gets back, she discovers that she left all of the books back on the desk at home. Anything like that ever happened to you? I hope not. But I suggest to you that all of those occurrences in and of themselves would have very little impact, make very little difference, but when 
coming all together and converging at the same time, those kinds of situations can wreak havoc in our lives. And they can bring to us uh, the storm that seems to be the storm that will put us out of business. Last summer, Sharon and I uh, had the privilege of taking a week off, and our daughter has been in Mexico for now nearly three years. We had not been down there to see her, and so we were going to use some frequent flyer miles and, and head down there. We were planning to spend a... Uh, uh, a weekend and a few days the next week. We flew out of here early on a, uh, a morning and uh, because of the frequent flyer miles and the airline that I travel, we flew from here to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then from Minnesota down to Houston, Texas. Got on a, uh, a plane in Houston. We were scheduled to leave Houston at 2.20 in the afternoon. Boarding started at 2 o'clock, and at 2.20 sharp, we pushed back from the gate. I had made my reservations early enough that I had secured my favorite spot on a plane. If I don't get to ride in first class, at least. My favorite spot on a plane is at the bulkhead, right behind first class, the place that has a little more leg room. And so Sharon and I were safely... Uh, buckled in, ready to go as we pushed back from the gate. The, or, the engines roared to life and we started down the taxiway and the pilot came on and welcomed us to the flight and it was about 2.30 at this point in time and he said, we have a bit of a problem, there are storms in the area. And they're not going to let us take off just now, but we're going to sit here on the ground for a few minutes, and then we'll be on our way. Yeah, a few minutes, right. <clears throat> it looked beautiful where we were. There were clouds off in the west, but there was really, uh, there was sunshine. But the storms were out, they said, at the end of the runway, and so we couldn't take off. We sat there in line with the engines roaring and suddenly the clouds began to come in and they gathered uh, even more strongly and the wind began to blow and suddenly where we were, it started to rain. And rain, and rain, and rain, and the wind blew and the rain was something like you just heard described. It came straight across the window that I was looking out of. We sat there for a period of time and the captain came back on and he said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like the, the, uh, the storm is going to be a bit more severe than we had first anticipated and we're going to be here a little while longer than we thought. So while you're waiting, the uh, flight attendants will serve you the meal that they had intended to serve you when we were up in the air. And so they pushed the little carts down in front of us and gave us that hard sandwich to eat. <laughs> and we sat, and it rained, and it blew, and the storm came. We got done eating, they gathered up all the fragments, and then they said, we're going to be here a little while longer, why don't we show you the movie that we were going to show in flight? And so they turned the movie on, and here we sat on the runway, with the captain promising us that we would take off just in a few minutes. 
the movie finished, we were still on the ground, the captain came on and said, uh, folks, I hate to do this, I know that it's hot outside, but if we keep running the engines for very much longer, uh, we're going to have to return to the gate to refuel before we leave, so we're just going to shut the engines off for a while, and it may get stuffy here. It did. Finally, the wind stopped blowing, the rain quit coming down, and uh, we were able to take off. We took off at 6 p.m. We were in that beautiful, wonderful seat that I love so much for four hours before we took off. As we ascended into the sky and took off flying down the coast, out over the gulf, I looked out of my window and now the sun was shining beautifully again, the clouds were gone, and down below us I saw several of those oil rigs in the gulf. And I thought, for us this was a, a storm that delayed us by four hours. For them it probably wasn't even a storm that they paid any attention to whatsoever. I suggest to you tonight, folks, that uh, there are storms that come our way, and I'm not speaking now of climatic storms, but there are storms that come our way that seem to us to be perfect storms. The convergence of a number of factors at the same time, which if taken individually by themselves would make little difference. But when taken all together, get us to take our eyes off of Jesus. Get us to take our eyes off of our goal. Get us to take our eyes off of what he has called us to do. And instead we focus more clearly on the storm. The video that you have seen tonight, I have watched, uh, I don't know how many times in the last few weeks. I have it on my computer. I watched it probably uh, half a dozen times this afternoon. There are some words that may have just slipped over you that have struck me that I would just like to highlight. There is a phrase in which one of the men says, I don't know which was worse, the storm or our lack of faith. Another man said, I was almost embarrassed by our lack of faith. Because you know, he's in control. He's got you. He's in full control. And yet we let our fears and things get out of hand in our mind when we know he's right there. I would encourage you tonight that in the midst of your storm, whatever that storm might be, to remember that whatever problem you are going through, whatever you are facing this very moment or will face in the near future or the distant future, Jesus is not asleep.
He is right here with us. And Jesus stands in the midst of our storm and says, Peace, be still. And the wind that is howling suddenly ceases. And the storm that rages suddenly becomes calm. Not because the situation has changed, but because we have a new, fresh perspective and understand that He is with us. What a tremendous privilege. What a tremendous opportunity is ours to be followers of him, to have been called into his service, to be preparing for that service for life. I would encourage you tonight, no matter how the storm rages, allow him to speak peace in the midst of your storm. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that in the storms of life, you are with us to the end. Whatever, whatever circumstances are being faced tonight by anyone in this room, may you come this moment and speak peace be still in the midst of their storm. Now may the grace of God, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all.